Welcome to the Lost Lake Farmer Podcast. I'm Kevin. So, right now, I guess technically it's still morning. It's 11.58. Uh, I am um, in the cheesery doing some follow-up steps from yesterday's cheese batch. I'm taking the cheeses out of the molds, salting the camemberts, and um, applying the salt charcoal mix to the, well, just to one side of the burnt oak leaves. Um, and I have, there was some, there were some extra curds last night. So I had 69 gallons total that went into this batch and I have 80 camembert molds that I can use for for this type of cheese batch and so over the years I have done various experiments with if I have too much curd which usually I have a little bit Occasionally, I've had, there have been a few instances where I've had just the right amount. Um, if, I've, if I'm not feeling inspired or I'm really short on time, I have just put the extra curds in a bucket and fed it to the pigs, which is a perfectly good use for them. The pigs love cheese curds. And, but otherwise, I have done various experiments with manipulating those curds in different ways to make some other kind of cheese. And I've had some, some good ones, and I've had some so-so ones, but I haven't, I haven't had an excellent result yet from this. Um, but I keep trying because, hey, why not? And uh, it's it's kind of fun to experiment and try out different different methods. I've tried washing the curds. I've, uh, early on, I was doing kind of treating it like a high moisture alpine style. So I was hooping it after I was done hooping all of the camembert and burnt oak wheels, I was then taking the rest of it. I usually stir it up a little bit just to, to get it a little bit more, to lose a little bit more of the moisture. And then I would hoop it into alpine molds and do a high, high moisture sort of alpine style. And it'd be kind of cool because it would, um, it would then grow the white mold on the surface, similar to a camembert, but it was it was low enough moisture and a thick enough wheel that it wouldn't penetrate all the way through. Um, and those were okay. Nothing exciting. I guess would be the, my conclusion from that. And then 
in the last, well, more recently, I, I don't know, year or two, uh, most of the time I've done some version of cheddaring when I have done something with them. And I've had some batches that I've liked, but again, nothing magnificent. And I mean, really what I need to do is start measuring pH because on a lot of them it was like almost good, but it was just, it seemed like maybe it was a little bit too sour. So like the pH was too low when I added the salt. So what I, what I mean by a cheddar style is I was, um, after when those curds were left in the vat, I would warm the vat up again. I would take those, those curds, I kind of pile them in one spot and then they kind of fused together and then I'd cut them into, into sort of slabs and stack them. And that's the cheddaring process. Um, and I would do that till they got to the de desired texture. The, I think the problem I was having is, again, the, the, uh, a pH issue. So it was starting at a higher, since, since in the vat, I was doing it as a uh, high moisture, blanking uh, what I was doing here. Focus a little bit. Um, as a, a high moisture blooming lemon cheese, <clears throat> um, that's not ideal for a cheddar that's going to age longer. And I was trying to stir it and lose, again, similar to the Alpine style, get some of that moisture out. And in the cheddaring process, you get some out. But I think that I was not, by the time I got to the texture, to my desired texture and moisture level, the pH had dropped too far. So I either needed to make it a higher moisture and have the pH right, or slow everything down. So what I did last night is I did uh, sort of a stirred curd. So I actually cooled the, the vat down by running, I can run cold water through the jacket in the back. And just because when you do that, then you slow down the fermentation. And I still did not measure pH because I got lazy this morning and I didn't measure last night. Um, but based on my analysis of uh, texture, flavor and aroma, think I might be in an okay pH window. Um, so, so yeah, I kind of did more of a stirred curd, uh, which is, there are some, well, you know, they're, they're sort of, sort of cheddar, cheddar related, cheddar adjacent. So you don't do that cheddaring step where you're, you're stacking slabs of curd as they're fermenting, or rather you're, you're stirring them in that, in that fermenting 
process in the vat, so stirring them and breaking breaking them apart by by hand as as they're fermenting, but then similarly you are then salting dry salting them prior to hooping and pressing and this the by so that means that the the ph at hooping is essentially your your finished ph so like an alkaline style well even these these bloomy rinds i don't salt till the next day uh, and so that the ph continues to drop as they're draining and in an alpine they they throughout the pressing process they're continuing to ferment meaning the ph is dropping until i put them in the frying bag but it's still that's not immediate as you put them in a brine bath or salt on the exterior it's slowing the fermentation from the outside in but it takes a little while for that salt to penetrate so you have to account for that in your in your process and your timing but when you are adding salt directly to the curds and stirring it in and i usually do it a little bit at a time so i'll add some in stir it let it sit and I, I also rewarmed the curds because they don't knit together very well if they're cold. So I put them in a metal bowl. Since it was a smaller amount, I didn't want to heat up the whole bath. Uh, I filled up a sink with hot water and put the metal bowl in the hot water and stirred it occasionally to rewarm them. Added some salts warmed a little bit more so i did all this over about the period of an hour this morning and and then added some more salt and then i put them in my small alpine molds which are they make like a three pound wheel instead of the 12 to 14 pound wheel that our regular alpine is I only have, I have eight of those, but I made, well, six and a half wheels of this cheddar, of this cam shed. And I expect that it will have a different texture than, than the cheddar. So it'll be, it'll be probably a more open, possibly crumbly texture. I'm hoping that it's not too sour, but that it can get some sharpness to it. Um, I guess we'll see. I mean, since I have several smaller wheels, we can maybe sample them as, you know, I might start sample the first one, like eight weeks, see how it is, and then keep going until they get to maybe six months. These little wheels, unless you put some kind of coating in the wax or uh, the cream wax, working on what that's called right now, but it's basically a brushable stuff that dries on the surface and keeps it from drying out, keeps the, the, the cheese from drying out. 
or doing a bandaged bandage type of wrapping where you're you're taking some muslin and some kind of fat which i've used lard in the past when i've done this and then that has a similar protective moisture holding effect so i don't want to if unless i do that do some sort of protection um, with it if i with a, a natural rind i don't want to do age in much more than six months or they will just get really dry i might want to do some kind of coating anyways because the cheddars especially if it's going to be a, a crumbly one tend to not have for me anyways quite as closed a rind and so as as they make a rind they they get mold incursions which it's kind of cool it looks good and it uh it generally looks like it's usually a, a blue mold that'll go in although this will be different if it's having white mold already inoculated into the cheese so i guess i guess we'll see i might again since this is an experiment depending again on my my time and motivation and inspiration do a few different things with the different wheels and different timings different coatings Heck, we could even try doing washing with like a, a beer or a cider or something. That would be kind of cool. I've never, never done, never done that. But this is, this is how new, new cheeses get developed. Just for, for me anyways, usually it's with, with little, sometimes I do test batches where I'll do in a, like a three gallon pot, I'll do a full batch on its own. And, and if it's, if it's a totally different process, you have to do that. But sometimes I've made discoveries by just having some of this leftover stuff and trying out different things. And, and sometimes it's, um, I like some aspects of it, but then I realize there's something I need to change in the vat, and so then I need to make a dedicated batch of it in order to really develop that recipe further. So this is that's how the that's how the creative process works for me in cheese. Although even with the established recipes that we have like the burnt oak that i'm working on right now i'm always working to make them better and or simplify the process so something that i had been doing over the past year is i had been experimenting with making the curd a little bit drier which seems to make them less prone to ammonia smells and 
a little bit easier to manage in the aging process. But then the last batch I made, which I made in early December, I think, was camber only because I didn't have any charcoal and I ran out of time to make some before the batch. But at any rate, uh, I pushed that a little bit too far and made it a little bit too dry. It's a delicious cheese, but uh, not, not our usual camembert. Not really even, can't even really call it camembert. It was different enough. But because it's delicious and we're small, it's, we can still, we can still sell it. Um, it just will be a little bit different. So, at any rate, those are some, some of my thoughts today on developing cheese and being creative and, and working on improving, improving recipes and developing new recipes. So, oh, I guess, again, I want to add one more thought to that last thought on going ever drier. So this, this batch that I made yesterday, I went, I backpedaled a little bit to, uh, it's much moister, but not as moist as I used to make it three or four years ago. So I'm hoping maybe I hit that nice middle ground where it's easy to manage. It doesn't get an overwhelming ammonia smell too quickly but that we can still get that nice, soft, creamy camembert, burnt oak flavor and texture that we want for these pieces. All right, thanks for listening. Talk to you again another day.